And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. How could they do this to us? Don't they know twins come as a pair? We worked too hard to get here to give up now. What's my life mantra? Bagels are just donuts that forgot to have fun. Now the other one. And welcome, everybody, to our first episode, I suppose, of Looking at Luniversity. Yeah, that's right. That's the name Nathan came up with. It's the spinoff series of Talking Tiny Tunes. This this the sister series of the Animaniacast. It's all connected. And today, we are looking and talking about the first episode of Tiny Tunes Luniversity. We're going to revisit all of our favorite jokes the cultural references, and in the end, we're going to give this episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and of course, joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. A-B-L-F-J. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, today, we're uh, we're not talking about Ganymaniacs or Tiny Toon Adventures or Freakazoid or Pinky in the Brain. This is the brand new Tiny Toons Luniversity. It's the Tiny Toons that we know, but they're reintroduced to something new. Ooh. New university, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yes, this is, uh, gosh, the first one in, in, in the series, and it's called Freshman Ori- Orientation. <laughs> is that how we pronounce that? Freshman Orientation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, gosh, I, I gotta ask you, you guys, uh, if someone were to ask you about this episode, to summarize it, I don't know, in just like a few words, but I don't know, what would you tell them, Kelly? Um, unexpected song. Oh, yes, that's true. It did have an unexpected song. I agree. <clears throat> and Nathan, what about you? Um, it's like, uh, Tiny Tunes, but uh, they're a little different. It, it is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into all of our discussion about this Tiny Toon University show, um, I think what we better do, uh, like, you know, I did mention this online in our previous episode where we had a special, uh, I guess, well, we were guests on the on uh, the Pointcast, and I mentioned it on the intro for that. We want to make sure that we leave the Animaniacs reboot on a positive note. Because I don't think any, I don't think it's any uh, mystery. You know, we had some issues with it from time to time, and uh, at the end of it, we we don't like at the end of a, an episode where we're like, "Ugh, that was that wasn't fun, boy." You know, you it wasn't feel everything good. we wanted. No, or something. yeah, yeah, exactly. At the end of that, who wants to go and do that and then and then feel like kind of like bleh at the end? So we said we gotta we gotta pick this up. So we asked people online to share their thoughts and uh, tell us what is something that you liked about the Animaniacs reboot, just so we can kind of close the book on the Animaniacs reboot and um, uh, on a positive note. And we got a lot of responses. In fact, we got so many responses that we were not going to be able to get through them all today. <laughs> There's no way. And even though my 
intent was just give me one thing <laughs> and we'll fly through them. Some people were like, I got to tell you. And they started telling me in like a lot of sentences. So in order to be <laughs> as fair as possible, we're just going to run through a few of these each um, each episode. So Nathan and Kelly are going to share like, I don't know, just a couple for today. Uh, and then I have a couple quick emails to read through and then uh, we'll, we'll move on to our conversation about Tiny Toons University. So this one right here comes from Jeffrey. It says, while hearing Rob, Jess, Tress, and Maurice reprise, while, I should say, while hearing Rob, Jess, and Tress, and Maurice reprise their roles as the Warners and Pinky the Brain and the Halloween episode from season one were the parts of the reboot I did enjoy. My favorite moment from the reboot was always trying to spot the refs and callbacks to the original series. It was like playing the most fun game of Where's Waldo and the showrunners uh, and while the showrunners weren't true fans of the original series, the animators that were working on the reboot were true fans. By placing some of their favorite references and callbacks in the original series in various episodes, and even the opening, that is truly fabu. That is true. I agree. Like, even the backwards, uh, the little two for an A for Wacko, uh, those kinds of cool references, visual references, were neat. Uh, let's see. We got another one in here. Let me just see if I could find it real quick. Da, 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 da. Here we go. This one's from Daniel. And this one's a little long. So, Daniel, forgive me if I skip past some of your stuff as I'm speed reading this. Here we go. Hi, Animaniacast. I saw your tweet asking for positive views of the reboot, and I thought I'd weigh in. First, the animation. Oh, Lord, the animation. Most of the studios... They got for the reboot they hit the animation right out of the park. Second, the music. I enjoy the return of Steve and Julie Bernstein as well as the new composers whose names elude me. <laughs> Finally, I'm a big fan of the newer variety segments as well as the Pinky the Brain shorts. I hate to break it to you, but as many as many before have argued and as many after, after me will argue, Pinky and the Brain got better treatment in terms of writing than the Warners. And... And I'm, again, I'm, I'm editing stuff. I'm reading this, Daniel, but I'm, I'm not necessarily reading it out loud. But I'd hate myself if I didn't bring up the return of Ralph while arguably having the least screen time out of the reoccurring characters. He's the one character from the original that barely changed. And, ha and any changes were definitely for the benefit of the character. There we go. Hope you find some of this useful. Dan, thank you, Dan. That was a lot of, and there's a lot of other stuff in there too that I uh, enjoyed reading, but for the sake of time, we're moving on. So Kelly, why don't you tell us uh, a couple people, what do we got here on Facebook that okay. we have note? I've got one from This Means Podcast. I like the voice cast returning, the Jurassic Park parody teaser that got us all hyped, the pinky and the brain maze in the electric car short. The studio executive and her arc around the Warner siblings, me of the musical numbers, and the Chicken Boo reveal. Right. And then I've got um, Joel Mabfiti says, I love that they had an episode featuring the old characters and their parody of Jurassic Park in the first episode. And then Joe Talarigo, or Talarigo says, I really love when the promo was released with Spielberg. Just seeing them on screen again made my inner child smile. I also loved when Pinky got catfished. So I like I like those because we all like the Jurassic Park parody. 
I wonder why Kelly picked those. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they all kind of, they were close together when I was reading down the comments. and But yeah, they just kind of grabbed my attention. I don't yeah, know why. Somehow, it was just like your eyes just drew, just magnetized to those. I mean, you know. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Kelly. Nathan, what else we got on Twitter X, whatever we're calling Twitter it? X. All right. Uh, the best part of the reboot? Well, the Animaniacs are all together again for one did it for me. That was for Joker Freak, 1973. <laughs> um, oh, this is from Slapman, uh, Keyroy315. The dragon, the dragon. I love Benedict from the <laughs> reboot. He was uh, one of the, fe- the few breakouts for me. I wished he had uh, more peers in the reboot. Um, Toon Central. Uh, here's the things that uh, about the revival that he liked. The animation. Rob Paulson. The third season. Pinky and the Brain. The songs. Going through. There's a little description of each of those, but I'll just say the first word on them. <laughs> All right. Yes, there, I know. That's the thing. There's a, there's a lot of great stuff. And if you out there would like to share your thoughts, thank you, by the way, to uh, the listeners who did share those thoughts. And we'll share some more in the upcoming weeks as we continue to, you know, talk about Tiny Toons Lunaversity. Um, and, yeah, we'll kind of revisit what people liked about the reboot from time yeah, to time. Yeah, we could go over our rating, too, and I could tell you what your favorite's one, unless you Ooh. want me to do that now. We'll do that. We'll do that in a future, yeah, we'll future save one. It. Yeah, save that to see what we that. Yes, and we have some, you know, I'm sure we'll have some final thoughts and continuing thoughts yeah, on that exactly. series. Because it is the anime cast after all. We got, I mean, hey, what do we, it's what we do. We're not going to, we only talk about Star Wars now in the in the bonus audio, usually. At least mostly. Yeah, a little bit, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time before we get into our discussion. Let's go over when this episode. This episode kind of premiered in a weird way. It premiered two dates because it streamed on HBO. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Max. Mm-hmm. On all the episodes. In fact, all yeah, all ten. And there might be mm-hmm. more. That- no, so the other there's three more. Mm-hmm. They were that were data mined, but they're going to push them out for season two. That's what I thought, which is yeah. not a good news. I think for the second season, you would think, right? Because unless the second season is going to be longer, or you know what I mean, like I'm thinking, yeah, three episodes pushed over to the second season, which probably means it's not a, a, a it's two seasons of ten episodes would be my yeah. guess, or and like. You know, you think back to the original Animaniacs, they kind of left their worst episodes for season two. So, so they That's put true. all their best episodes in season one. And then season two was just like they didn't have enough time really to develop season two. I a mean, this of, would be a different case. But a lot of uh, Good Feathers think, episodes that weren't that great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that weren't kind of ready for prime time. But they're just like, well, we can we, we, got can, we have it. Fox yeah. wasn't too so happy they have about this that. Extra footage. <laughs> so I wonder if that's the case with these Tiny Toons episodes too that they didn't air. That might be like, well, here's our best ones. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll have to. We'll we'll see. Uh, at any rate, today for at least today, we might go to the air dates later on, or we might even do both. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to <laughs> see. So Nathan, why don't you give us the Looney facts for September eighth theme song? It's the Looney Facts for September 8th theme song, and it goes like this, and it sings the song, and my name is Nate, <laughs> the song is good, and it's getting better, September 8th. 
I liked your optimism right there when you said it was getting better. It's like better, is it? Pretty much stayed the same. It was. It was something was happening. All right. Well, Nathan, <laughs> what facts do we have today for September eighth? Okay, so September eighth, twenty twenty three. I'm mm. not even going to look at other years. Oh, okay. So exciting. Wow, that's because um, this is like. So we're we're recording this just less than a week away from September. Yeah. 8th, so I'm so like, you're just going over the news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Donald Trump is no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, my big fat Greek wedding three is released in theaters. <laughs> That's right, folks. You too can watch my big fat Greek wedding three now in theaters. Um. Also, none two. So it's a sequel to the movie None. Uh, that was also released on September eighth. 2023 in television changeling based i think off the movie of the same name season one of the changeling comes out on september 8th also oh yeah it came out (laughs) (laughs) um oh selling the oc on netflix i'm not sure what that's about but that's a tv show it came out on (laughs) september 8th um there were some also straight to streaming movies like Sitting in Bars with Cake and Blood Flower. <laughs> I think that's a straight to I think might not getting, even be. I think we're finding out there's too much content. Yeah, it's oh also Looniversity is oh. released on HBO Max. See, all ten episodes. There we go. <laughs> See all the things that you could have watched if you did not watch Tiny Toons Looniversity, I suppose. Right? Yeah, I think this is a much better choice than all of those. I, I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll hold my thoughts until the end. I don't. I'm going to do like a Scott hasn't seen thing. Or I'm going to try not to to give my impressions and stuff of it. All right. Ooh. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, get into our discussion here of freshman orientation. And Freshman Orientation was written by Aaron Gibson. It was storyboarded by Andy Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and Megan Lands. And it was directed by Andrew Dixon. And, well, this one right here, uh, by the way, animation by Snipple. And, uh, yeah, this is the reintroduction, I suppose you could say, of not just the Tiny Toons, but of Tiny Toons Luniversity. We're used to Tiny Toons Luniversity being essentially a... A middle school um, or a high school. It's kind of vague, but this is not all these kids are college kids. So coming in, starting it up, we have Yosemite Sam, who I guess is the groundskeeper of uh, Tiny Toons University. He's making sure that uh, everything's clean. There's an anvil with a magnet as their main statue. Uh, and he kind of has some, there's some dirt on it. It actually has some Latin on it, by the way, that uh, says, uh, future essere ridiculum, which I probably mispronounced the Latin, but it basically means the future will be ridiculous. And the ridiculous future students come in, they step all over uh, Yosemite Sam, and then uh, Buster and Babs come in. And they uh, are twins, now, which is 
a little different. In fact, it is very different than the original. But, you know, they, they say it right from the beginning. These are two uh, rabbits who are twins. And they've been together. In fact, they even say, like, which one's the older one? I forget which one's the older one. But Buster Buster's is one second older. One second older. There we go. That was the uh, only time they've ever been apart. It's the only time. So they're going to uh, find out what dorm they're going to stay in. And, like, Buster is in Fud Hall, I believe, and mm-hmm. and Babs is in Merry Melodies. And, oh, that's not that doesn't make them happy. So they have to split up and go to two different dorms. Meanwhile, Hampton is also coming in, and Hampton is he looks very similar to the original he's being you know overprotected like by his mom like just be- like before but his mother who was very much of a minnesotan kind of character in the original don't you know well now she's uh like a joan rivers kind of almost like a cat skills comedian kind of character uh and she is a, is a jones Schweinfeld? Schweinfeld? Yeah. Schweinfeld. Schweinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, spelled spelled a little different differently than the normal swine, but anyway. Um yeah, he she's she it's very so it's set up that he has a he's a legacy candidate to Acme Lou. Yeah. Maybe once I master tuning, I'll I'll take some medical classes just for f- uh, uh, fun. Doctors aren't fun. You ever hit one with a pie? They get mad and kick you out of the operating room. You're here to do two things. Make new friends and crack them all up. What if nobody thinks I'm funny? (gasps) Nonsense! You're a Spinefeld! You were born funny. (laughs) Just remember, ABLFJ, always be looking for jokes. So they go to their different dorms. Babs meets her roommate, who's Sweetie Bird, and they get along really well right away. I do not stand for injustice. If someone messes with you, then they mess with me. And you don't want to mess with Sweetie T. Bird. What's the T stand for? have a middle name, but if I did, it would be Buster! I'm Babs Bunny. You seem really awesome. You too. Buster, on the other end, does not get along so well with his roommate. His roommate is Plucky, or as Plucky likes to call himself, his full name is Pluciferous Von Mallard Duck. And they proceed to have a Huge fight over who gets the top bunk. Whoa there, buddy. I was going to take the top bunk. Really? What a fascinating tale. Listen, Plucky, there are rules to choosing bunks. Let's rock, paper, scissors for it. I'm sorry. The only game I play is three-dimensional chess. Draw straws? Who would verify the results? Not my legal team. They're backed up with my exploratory lawsuits. And they build castles and they, you know, blow them up and it's this long... Uh, musical number about all that to the point where Hampton comes in. I guess is Hampton also their roommate as well? Yes. It's a three person mm-hmm. dorm. They're really packing them in. in these There's dorms. only two beds. 
Wait, is it? Yeah, wait a minute. Was there only a, a, a bunk bed and there's no? They only show one? the bunk bed. They don't. Yeah. I mean, we can assume there's another one. There's a third. There was a few dorms, I think, at my at my campus that were like that. There was a like I don't know. Oh, so after Hampton comes in, it basically is the end of the act, and there we are. I decided this is my decision. Yes. This ends the act. This ends the act, according to Nathan. Show notes. Th- hey, we, we yeah. might be a little bit wrong on some of these things because at this point the wiki has not really been constructed. We got to be totally transparent on this because it's because we're, we're making this up as we go, and and uh, so some of the things like the the breaks we're watching it mostly on HBO Max. Which Kelly means, watched it with commercials, but she doesn't so. remember where the commercials were. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So we might be a little bit off on the exact act break, but that's but approximately. I think I, yeah, should be and there. I'm I'm picking ones that I was like, this would be a good spot if I were yeah. to make an act break. I yeah. put it here. If Nathan was running the TV show, if I was writing a show, if I was going to put a commercial, I'd put it right here. Okay, so Hampton comes in commercial break. Uh, there we are. So there's our intro uh, cultural reference. I kind of went through the main one, I think, which was the. The, the Latin and the 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 thing, but uh, I guess there was. I mean, the main thing that we're going to see a lot in Tiny Toons Luniversity is really references to Looney Tunes cartoons, and a yeah. lot of the characters in the background are all Tiny Toons characters. And I'm very curious to see how many of these background characters are actually going to talk. Um, yeah, like like Bart- will Dodo ever say something? Exactly. Will, yeah. Dodo like, was always you wouldn't shut up in the original because he's so wacky. Yeah. And this is just very calm, and he just kind of sits in the background and smiles, and mm-hmm. which is fine. But it kind of makes me wonder, like, boy, what's going to happen? With I think the, like that? Fifi is, has a different; she's no longer French, so she must talk mm. in this. I think she's Canadian or something. I read. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of cool. Like, well, maybe she's French Canadian, so, right? So maybe exactly. So that, that makes um, sense. Yeah. All right. Well, so what did you guys think of this intro? I mean, I guess specifically, I mean, Buster and Babs come in. They took two wrong turns at Albuquerque, not just the one. Like Bugs That's a reference to Looney Tunes. Yeah, it is. Uh, but what did you guys think of this uh, this intro? Were you in for it? Were you okay with it? Because they, you know, this whole twins thing was kind of weird, making her scratch our heads when we heard the concept. But was, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird for Kelly. Okay. Yeah, I just can't get over them being not related. I mean, they're friends, and uh, and then having to be like such codependent twins on top of that. Um, are y'all still there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just listening, um, patient. We're just yeah. listening quietly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, um, it's just weird. I. I it's completely different characters, uh, I guess, in, in a lot of ways, because the the original characters were, were pretty confident and self-sufficient, um, but they, you know, they did work great as a team. So I don't know. It's just, it wasn't bad. It's just weird when you know something one way for 30 years yeah. <laughs> and then it changes on you. Totally. I, I agree. It is definitely different. They are the same, but they're completely different. Um, Nathan, what did you think? Um, I, you know, like, because I knew this was going to be the case, I wasn't like doctor. I mean, you know, I'm just kind of treating it as like a brand new show. And that's kind of what it is. It's more like 
um, it's referencing Tiny Toons and that like, oh, there's the character that has the same name. It looks like Bugs Bunny or it looks like Bugs Bunny, you know. And it's yeah. like each of the Looney Tunes, they'll do shows and their their characters will be, you know, completely different or so, you know, so it's like it's not a new thing for these kind of cartoons to do that. The look um, is the look is very similar to the original, like almost yeah, identical. I love that animation for the like I'm like it's a lot of it's very engaging animation too, where it's mm-hmm. like colorful. Yeah, colorful and everything looks very crisp and clear. I I think a lot of I mean, there's definitely cartoons in the original that didn't look this good. Oh no. Um not the at first all. episode even it was just like you know. Um this just looks very clean and uh, very fun. And um yeah, you know, I, I I didn't have any issue with them being brother and sister just because it's just a hard reboot. It's not a continuation at all. So it's just like, that's a different, this is a different universe. So, yeah. Um, you know, in the multiverses of things, sure. Yeah. Babs and Buster can be that sister. Sure. And what did you guys think about the, the voice cast? I mean, right here, I think we introduced most of the main characters for the episode in the in the first yeah, we segment, get Lucky, Babs, Buster, and Hampton. I mean, those and are of course Bugs main... and Daffy and everything. They're kind of doing their thing. They're, they're they, yeah, they haven't the said anything in this first. Daffy episode. said, "Didn't Daffy say over yeah, here?" Yeah, Daffy over says, here? "Move it over here." Move it over yeah, here and get squashed by whatever. squashed by a thing. So yeah, but yeah, they, I mean they they sound you know the same as ever. Um, but let's I talk thought, about Buster and Babs and those are a little different. Yeah. What do you think the ones those? that we actually care about. Um, I thought, <laughs> um, I, I, I liked the, I'm trying to think if there was any voice that I thought was the best, maybe Babs is, uh, although Tweety, uh, sorry, Sweetie was also, I like Sweetie. Uh, yeah. Voice acting quite a bit too. And, uh, um, Kelly, what did you think about the voice cast? Like, like, again, it was different. Um, but it wasn't, as jarring as I thought it was going to be. Um, it, it, I guess it didn't take that long to get used to it. Yeah. So they were, you know, similar to the original voices, but not identical. Right. Eric Bauza was doing kind of a, a buster voice. It, like you could hear him doing a, like a kind of a Charlie Adler kind of buster voice, but it was, it was in the same vein, but it was different. Uh, Babs sounded very different than Tress McNeil, but again, it kind of like it, I bought into it pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. uh, David uh, uh, Arago, uh, he does the voice of Plucky and Hampton, mm-hmm. and I thought he just did an amazing job. Yeah, with both and of them. The the original actor or the voice actor for both of those characters has passed, yeah, yeah right? both of them passed away yes mm-hmm. yeah a while ago so yeah there was no way to get them even if we wanted to yeah. but he did a, a I think a really good job and even there's a little uh, I think it's might be in the in the next segment but Hampton says cuckoo and it, it sounds a little bit uh, southern. So there's a little mm-hmm. bit of southern thing going on with Hampton this time. And yeah, I like a little porky, a little, little porky piggish thing where he's like, friends. Yeah, I try to say friend. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that, which, but again, it wasn't anything too jarring when it came to their voices. And like you said, it's just look. I'm just going when you go into it just as a brand new thing and try to disconnect yourself from the original, even though it's hard to times. 
yeah, it can be hard, but you you know, take them as like, oh, like, oh, there's a cameo reference, you know, this character is an homage to Bug Babs and Buster Bunny, you know, like they're uh, yeah. homages and I'm, they're I'm kind of thinking like I need to look at the series like I figured really early on that I need to kind of look at the series like the reboot of DuckTales where uh-huh. yeah, whoo, thank you Kelly. Uh mm-hmm. whereas like Huey Dewey and Louie in the original series all have the same voice and really personality wise they're same personality they're yeah same personality you, you can't <laughs> tell you could not tell who was whom and i think they did they even not even change their costumes or anything like that sometimes no they the you you would know which ones because huey is uh red right I say huey that, is blue yes maybe I'm thinking some of the like car- a leaf is green yes but i'm thinking of some maybe some of the cartoons even where the, maybe i'm just right. thinking of that the original cartoons where i seem to remember huey dewey and louie just wearing orange hats and shirts and they, like didn't <laughs> even they yeah didn't i care. think when they're first introduced yeah right so in the reboot however ducktales they had very different voices and very different personalities, and you knew which each character traits could bring to the table for the story. And that's kind of what I think they're doing with this. It's like, look, if those Huey, Dewey, and Louie are completely different for DuckTales from one to the other, then Buster and Babs can be completely different Buster and Babs, I suppose, for the, yeah. the reboot. It's, as long as it works, like- it works, right? Yeah, and it just means like you don't have to worry about continuity with a show that you didn't have anything to do with writing. And you know, by setting a hard reset, you can go like, "All right, now we don't." That's a different show. That's a different thing. Yeah, and that's honestly like talking way back to Animaniacs. It's what they really should have just done with the reboot of Animaniacs because the people Mm -hmm. who were writing it had such a there was so much stuff in the original that they that people I think expected to have into the next one but the people writing the reboot had no real interest in yeah so then they they do like half-hearted uh references to it or like explanations of why the nurse isn't there you know this this is why they're not here it's like no they're not here because you don't want to write them yeah (laughs) that's the real reason they wish they just did a a hard reboot like they were doing here with tiny tunes it probably would have been a little bit more successful with the with that yeah Especially mindset. keeping the same voices and things like that, so yeah. I think it was a good. Well, anyway, let's go and move on to segment two. And Kelly, uh, what happens here in the second act of this first cartoon? Okay, the students are all in class, and they've got to um, basically do the, the first exam already. For your first assignment, I want to see something original, something unique. I want to see your best gag. You have one week, and whoever races this first assignment will also get a coveted spot in the Freshman Hall of Fame. <gasps> this is how we settle it. And since Buster and Plucky were arguing about who got the top bunk, they decide that this is going to be the way they decide who who wins uh, that that place of honor. And so they're working on practicing the exam, but Hampton is really stressing out about this whole thing. Um, his mother put so much pressure on him. And so Buster is going to help him practice and prepare. And since Bab um, is still wanting, tried to get in the same dorm with Buster, she and Sweetie go visit the um, RA who happens to be Shirley the Loon. And she's like, that's, that's above my, level of consciousness or something like that (laughs) um so she tells them uh to go to the dean and 
they start approaching the dean's office and there's all these booby traps and right away i'm like these are kind of reminding me of indiana jones you know you've got like the darts uh being shot out through the into the walls and everything and they're dodging all these booby traps there's a shark and i'm like there better be a boulder in here or i'm gonna be upset well there was i mean it technically was a bowling ball um (laughs) but they did me right they did me right and i had my spielberg moment and um so there's this big bowling ball that comes down this ramp and they jump over this this chasm and evade it and then it like knocks into a bunch of bowling pins and so then they get to the dean's office and the dean comes out it's real like intimidating she's in silhouette with like these glowing eyes and then she produces like these two little pink teacups and um and it's the the like the the lady that used to have tweety bird um the the older just granny yeah, granny. I think her name's just Granny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's that character, and so she's the dean, and she challenges Babs to an arm wrestling match. I was thinking it would be nice if we could live together at Acme Lou. Uh huh. Interesting. Babs, Acme Lou is a place where tunes come to discover themselves as individuals, but I don't want anybody to be unhappy. So here's the deal. We all wrestle for it. You beat me, you get to go back to living with your brother. I win, and let's just say everybody's gonna know about it. Know about it. I think Babs kind of starts to realize that it may not be such a, a bad thing to room with Sweetie. And then she ends up losing the match. Well, there we go. So that's it's kind of is that did that go a little bit into segment three, Nathan? No, well, I think oh, it technically ends right there. I think in Kelly's version, okay. uh, the, there's a current Marshall break <laughs> right after, right after that, basically. Okay, okay, because I was just I was just looking at your notes, and it's a if she can beat her in arm wrestling, and then it didn't say, and then yeah, won, that's what I did. I was like, oh, that's when you go. <laughs> okay, that's when you thought it should end, but that's yeah. not right. Really. Okay, so Kelly did it right. You didn't do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in this, like Kelly mentioned, I mean, yeah, there's the main reference that we could see was the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones kind of stuff, which was cool to see. Uh, I also kind of saw. I don't know. I, I thought Red Dead Redemption when Plucky and and uh, uh, Buster kind of squared off with each other and said, "We're gonna, you know, I'm gonna take you on for this." top bunk or whatever because uh, it goes to a western kind of shot but I think it was just a western kind of shot like a spaghetti western kind of thing more than anything I thought it looked cool <laughs> but uh, I think it's Nathan you're saying there's a, there might be a oh yes that's right he, Buster does do a Captain Kirk reference as well um, there, I was like is that supposed to be Captain Kirk? It did. He did sound like a William. Sh- well, yeah. William Shatner. It's a William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Buster does a William Shatner impression. We'll just say. Okay, Hampton. We're gonna have to go deeper, deep into your subconscious to find what's blocking you. I'm gonna show you some images. Just tell me what you see, okay? A mother. It looks like a mother. Uh, no. Uh, looks like a famous comedian mother being disappointed in her son for not living up to her expectations. Plucky directs himself in this one, which was funny to see. It reminded me of 
things like Conducky or things like that, uh, where Plucky was the director. And it was cute seeing him argue with himself. Uh, so I liked that moment. But um, I thought really it was it, kind of a hidden, uh, I guess you could call it reference, but you learn that Sweetie's parents, that she has two moms. And uh, she said her moms are punk poets with Aries rising. And at first, when I heard it the first time, I thought she said mom, but no, she has she has two moms. So That's cool. there you go. Yeah, it's there are some I guess you could say uh, um, um, woke things <laughs> that will pop up in Tiny Toons University. Um, I mean, Granny is much more of a feminist kind of strong character. Uh, many of them are in this than yeah. Uh, I mean, previous inter- her- iterations. Did you talk about Babs's digging arm? That's right. Babs has a digging arm. I didn't I mention mean, that in the first segment. And she, oh yeah, that's something that comes in each of the uh, acts, kind of. Yeah, this, this digging arm. It reminds me of in Secret Invasion, the the meme where ever I see a lot of people making fun of, where it shows what's her face like flexing one arm, and it looks like Drax. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was very much the same kind of thing. Like Babs has a digging arm that is real it's it's muscular it is huge it's it's called shirley chisel that's the name of the arm i forgot shirley chisel and that's based off Shir- shirley chisel chisholm chisholm right, right? chisholm yes yeah, chisholm. who i learned about okay. in the history of the world uh all right part i was whatever. like this is this is a major reference uh yes and i want to make sure you Put it the, in dude. the new the new hey thank you for put thank you for mentioning that yes the history the the new I guess you could call it Mel Brooks series it's more mostly Nick Kroll series on Hulu that is the history of the world part two uh it men- has a segment that's I don't think that funny but I learned about Shirley Chisholm so there we go yeah she was the uh for the listeners was the first african American woman in Congress in nineteen sixty and she was the first to run for president i think mm-hmm. too yeah, yeah. and so, granny's right. arm was called Ruth Bader Gunsberg that's right yes. after Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh. so hey, we're getting yeah. some feminist uh you know references here to people in uh well relative modern history, I suppose you could say right there we are yeah. All right. Well, what are some of the things that you liked in this first, um, se- the second segment, I should say, Nathan? Let's start with you. Um, yeah, I liked I liked Lucky's whole thing, and of course the the ducking under darts reminded me of the Indiana Jones ride, and then getting the extra reward of the actual ball chasing him down. Um, it was fun seeing Shirley Laloon um, with her. You stole my answers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um and what else would Kelly say? No, no, Kelly no, no, would stop, also stop, stop. say, okay, no, no. "Is there anything else, Kelly?" Before no, no, I was everything? gonna say the Indiana Jones and Shirley the Loon. <laughs> I really did like the. I did like that gag where they walked in and her, it was her astral projection. Hi, um, are you Shirley? No, I'm Shirley's astral projection. I am Shirley. You're either here for spiritual guidance or your hot water is out. Either way, I'm here to help you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I liked Shirley's new voice. I think the voice actress doing uh, her was really, really good. I was ex- yeah. anticipating it being a lot more like Valley Girl, though, like the original you know Shirley. I'm, I'm Valley Girl. The Valley Girl voice, I think, is kind of a 
an outdated caricature though. It's not like a, I, I don't hear it parodied as much as I used to in the nineties. In the nineties, it was like, like, Oh my God, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was even like, you know, look at her butt. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. <laughs> it's like, even in that masterpiece of a song, it was everywhere. Uh, but today you don't, you don't, I don't hear many Valley Girl stuff going on. So it was nice to just hear her as a, almost like, hey, you know, how's it going? <laughs> just to soothe. Well, she sounds very intelligent too. Like, you know, she does but sound still smart. Like, yeah, yeah. She's um, just very into. She's got the answers. She can help with your plumbing issues or. Astro projection. I don't know. I what the other <laughs> she's the RA in the dorm. Yeah. So she's older than them, one would assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. yeah. Well, uh, oh, so. And then I wanted to say that mm-hmm. Bugs entering the room through mm-hmm. the floor reminded me of Michael Jackson when he does it <laughs> in his. Because he. And, you know, there's a concert video. I don't know what, what yeah. country he's in, but he just comes out of the floor and he stays completely still like a statue. For like two minutes and the yeah. crowd's roaring and then he just does one more one move and then he's frozen in that one and the crowd starts roaring really, you, know, you know what i think that was the super bowl if i'm not mistaken i remember that just, seeing that and just, i think i think it's just a way that he likes to he knows like how to amp make, the audience like work it like make you keep entrance. cheering i don't yeah he doesn't need to do like any just one movement and your crowd goes crazy you know so but in this case it was just a effort kind of well, I Michael also, Jackson could have done that. <laughs> I really liked the animation, and especially in this second segment of them running away. I, it really had a lot of energy to it. Like uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it a lot. So let's move on to Act 3. Nathan, what happens in Act 3? How do we wrap this story up? All right. Well, it's the day of the exam, and Lucky goes out first. Um, I assume the other students have already done their thing. I don't know. But he's doing a whole uh, ballet comedy sequence kind of thing. He goes into the ground and comes back up with oil. And then um, he gets pretty good scores. He gets two nines and an eight from Wiley Coyote. He gets upset with Wiley Coyote. It's lowered down to a seven. And then he gets bumped back up when he apologizes, basically by a fraction of a point, you know. <laughs> but this is Bugs, uh, Daffy, and Wiley Coyote are all judging everyone and we see backstage busters humping up hampton like all right you're gonna be great and they're like next up buster bunny um and that's when he's like oh no where's babs how am i supposed to do this all alone that's when we cut to we see granny defeat her and then but she reminds them you're late for the exam so then they have to run over to the exam and buster's already on stage he's kind of like failing but uh babs rushes in and says let's do routine like 63 i don't know something like that and then so they start doing uh some crazy silhouette dances and start dancing on the ceiling going down uh, spiral staircases and shooting off into fireworks and all these things the crowd's going wild and they get all nines except wiley coyote gives them a 10 oh my gosh that means that Buster gets the top bunk. Lucky's very upset. But, you know, Bad's Buster come backstage. They're so happy. Uh, next up, Hampton. Hampton has to go on stage. Oh, no. He's freaking out because, you know, he he doesn't know how to be funny. 
And that's what he ends up saying on stage. He just balls that out and starts crying and floods the auditorium. You were born funny. So everyone's soaked or whatever, you know. Um, and Bugs Bunny comes up and congratulates Hampton. It says, you know, that's what true comedy is like. You go, you got to dig down deep into your core. And, you know, um, so he he ends up getting, um, I guess, all tens, right? Everyone gives him yeah. ten. And he gets perfect score, so I guess he gets the top bunk. I think. <laughs> I, I don't think. Plucky I thought that was going to be the. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I assume that was going to be the thing, but I, they, I don't, they never ex- expressly said Hampton gets the top bunk. I guess because he wasn't in the bet. I don't know. Hampton Hampton wasn't in this uh, thing. He was just. He, he's he's he's. He didn't happy. make the bet with no. Buster and Plucky, so maybe he doesn't get the top bunk. I don't know. Um, in any case, really he insult does... to injury though for Plucky though. <laughs> like now he has to sleep on the floor. That would have been kind of funny, but they didn't. Well, I don't know where his hand is sleeping. Um, <laughs> he does get to be on the wall of fame, uh, for freshman hall of fame. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the kids all go to a little bar run by Tasmanian devil, a malt <laughs> shop or something. It's and a they, coffee uh... shop. It's a coffee shop. I guess, but they're having like, no, Lou, Lou brew. I think that's what it's the called. Lou brew. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, they all have their own like little milkshakes. Um, it's, not a milk, it's like a latte. It's they're like, like you know, coffee. No, yeah, they will put whipped cream <laughs> in what they, in Starbucks. They put it's whipped cream co- on everything. You put carrot in your coffee. If you're a <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Um, they're there. They're there. They're there. <laughs> um, we find out that uh, Babs has to have a little shirt that says "owned" on it. And, and because she lost the bet with Granny, um, and then they all, and she confesses that she did throw the fight, throw the arm wrestling because she wanted to be roommates with um, Sweetie. And that Buster's like fine because he's like, well, at least I'm friends with Hampton and uh, Lucky's whatever. I don't know. Mm. And yeah, so then they break into a whole song and dance routine. And then it's the end of the episode. Yeah. It's really, a, 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 like we were saying, an unexpected dance routine, uh, which makes me, I haven't seen any other episodes, but I kind of wish that they do more of these, honestly, as a way to wrap up episodes. Because I thought it did, bring a, it did bring a little bit of variety to the episode, so it wasn't just a standard A, B, C plot line. Like, and now here's a song for, for let's wrap things up and say good, goodbye to everybody kind of feeling mm-hmm. to it. But it did look kind of like, I thought it was parroting the gymnastics competition from like 1987 that was on like Tosh.0 and stuff like that. Uh, but Nathan pointed out, or fame. And yeah, it's, I was like, oh. it's literally like the same song of fame. It kind of sounds like fame a lot. Yeah. The, yeah. The, it's like just twist. different words. Yeah. Kind of 
changed a few notes here and there and i was like oh yeah it's 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 fame So whatever, but the look of it, the look of it looks very eighties, uh, you know, fluorescent but stuff behind it. So is so is uh, famous in the eighties. Well, was it the Fames or late seventies? I don't know. I'm not too Maybe. versed with Fame, uh, even though I was. Uh, That's why you'll never have it. I was in Fame in <laughs> high school. I oh, were you? A, I was one of the you teachers. Still didn't get that. Well, I was. A, it was a version of it with that wasn't the. It was a weird version of Fame where it wasn't oh. a musical version. It was the movie like, was released in 1980. So there you go, early. But there was a TV show. I guess it yes. was based off the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I was Mr. Shorovsky. I think I was like a, and I had to uh, instruct my student, played by my friend Jason, how to play an invisible instrument. I think I honestly remember it not being a very good look. It was intermediate drama. It was not a very good play. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the TV show is 82, and it had six seasons. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fame. That's where it came from. Community. They copied fame. Just in reverse order. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and, I guess, uh, talk about what you guys liked about the last segment here. What did you like, Kelly, in this last part? I thought Buster and Babs, uh, their little gag was kind of cute. Um, I wouldn't even call it. But, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't call any of them really gag. Lucky black swan thing was dance. Um, and it, other than his eyelashes, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> because, or, or the mate, you know, like he was doing that black swan eye, eye makeup kind of thing. Um, so I, I thought it looked really hilarious. Um, but it wasn't that funny. But, um, and I, I did think it was funny when, um, he didn't like uh who was it? Was it Wiley Coyote? Gave him like the eight. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he gave him yeah, he gave him an eight and Plucky got upset and then he changed to a seven. And then Plucky kind of was like trying to uh worm his way back into his good graces and then he like gave it like point zero 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 one uh at the end of the seven. And then um uh the dance, the the song. At first, it was reminding me of Jim and the Holograms <laughs> yeah. because of like the animation, like the graphics. It was very '80s style, and honestly, Fame is not the first thing that popped into my mind because I'm like that, that reminds me of like a music video from Jim and the Holograms. Yeah, well, it does so, kind of remind me of like how like some cartoons though back in the '80s would wrap up like in a similar way though. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Like, let's yeah. sing a song now at the end. <laughs> so. It, it it was unexpected, but it it did have that nostalgic vibe to it. Okay, uh, I really liked the anime. I mean, again, the animation looked really good in this one, and I really liked the look, especially like when they're at the Lubru at the end with that lighting, that like neon lighting on their faces and everything. I was just like, wow, this looks. And and the, when like they're on stage. Uh, when Buster and Babs are dancing around the place and the different animation, how the movement of it, again, just really dynamic stuff going on in this one that was fun to look at. Um, for me, I, I really liked how Sweetie was just really encouraging Babs 
and she's like Babs' number one fan throughout this whole thing. You know, like this. There's that scene where you know she's she right before she throws the fight, and she looks over and Sweetie is just like has her rabbit ears going woo 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 go Babs go Babs, and it's just like that's so cool to see. It was like a it was sweet. It was she's Sweetie Bird, so it was a sweet moment. Uh, Nathan, anything else that you noticed in this third segment that the third part I should say that you liked? Um, yeah, I like I like the whole Black Swan thing that like he was doing because I'm like. <laughs> Black I still haven't Swan. seen Black Swan. I did notice it. Oh, okay. It was hard. <laughs> I didn't mention in the cultural references, but yeah, he he does dress as Black Swan. But um, I was okay. So I have a theory why Hampton won his the comedy. They felt sorry they, like, for him. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a reference to uh, the whole new comedy stand-up style that, like, you could see you watch like Mike Birbiglia's new kind of stand-ups and. Like Tignataro doing her like thing about cancer and things like you know it's like it's like telling a story and getting like really oh. personal deep into yourself and like that's what like stand up's all about now it's not like doing a a funny you no, know don't tell don't tell a story that's just about you ever notice how whatever you yeah know. it's not like the the Jerry Seinfeld joke it's like going like oh I'm gonna tell you about the time I went to Michigan and this is the time and you know. We saw a cat there, and that cat, you know, um, it's very funny from a comedian, not from me, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of the new kind of uh, so I wonder if it's a, a subtle homage to that. Um, and I was just watching the final episode of Fame to see if they, they do sing Remember My Name on the final episode of the TV show. <laughs> I was like, does it look like this? It doesn't really, but. no. Okay. Um, I thought well, maybe it was orphans. I I learned all about pawn pawn. The pawn. When you've been pawned, you know. I was like reading yeah. all about where the origins of that. Okay, what's the, the origin? Because I I just thought it the, just is a cool way of saying owned. I mean, like it's it's probably a typo because on a QWERTY keyboard, you know, oh. you know, are right next to each other. But the first alleged version of it was well before the internet. Um, it was in like 1935. Um, two chess players were playing, and one of them uh, had a bit too much to drink and shouted, "I will pawn to your knight!" And he had a Russian accent, and the other guy thought he said, "Evil pawn you tonight." Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, evil pawn you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. So that's all three segments. That was our first episode of Tiny Toon University. Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode? Of the first episode of Tiny Toons University. Mm. Nathan, why don't we start with you? All right. Um, I'm going to go with four. Um, just because I had really low expectations coming in <laughs> and this surpassed my expectations. And there was a lot of like jokes that weren't, uh, terrible. There was like little subtle jokes like, Oh, nice suitcase. Would you get it half off? <laughs> it was half you of know? a suitcase. It was half a suitcase, you know? Ah. You get, and there's a lot of like, 
you know, reference it like Elmer Fudd's not in the episode, but you see his, you see it's his, his dorm, you know, you see his statue, you know, you see things. He died many years ago. (laughs) Maybe, maybe maybe we'll find out. Oh no. Um, but no, there's a lot of like cool, just that they can at least, even if the characters aren't speaking, just to be able to see all the Tiny Toon characters in the background. And I did like the boys actors. I thought they did a good job. Um, and yeah, the story was fine. Like, yeah, it was so, uh, four. All right. Kelly, what about you? Um, I think I'll also give it a four, um, largely because of the Indiana Jones reference. Um, but also I like the animation and like Nathan, I mean, I, I, I didn't have high expectations. I didn't know what to expect really. Um, but I, I thought it was okay. It didn't rely on a lot of like gross humor. Um, I mean, some of like the the visual gags, you know, I don't find a lot of that super funny anyways. Um, I'm just such a serious person, (laughs) but, um, but I, I like, like I said, I like Plucky's little black swan performance. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and, uh, it just had, it had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of potential. Um, I mean, it actually had, um you know, a real plot threaded through it. Um, almost felt like a, a sitcom, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of these episodes, I think the whole series is going to be much more sitcom based. So yeah. we're not going to see those short segments, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, I will mirror what a lot of you, you two said. I went in with very low expectations, especially based off that leaked episode that we saw a while ago. Yeah. I was, I was like, which, if I put that one at a three, then this is definitely a four. Like that one would be. Yeah. Like, this was like a five compared to that episode. Yes, so. exactly. I'm I'm very curious <laughs> to see how that one's going to be hopefully fixed. Um, because yeah, my expectations were so low. It was like lot. Now, even though I didn't, like it's funny because I didn't. I did. I, I I smiled throughout the whole thing, and I I think I a couple things made me chuckle a little bit. It wasn't like hysterically funny, but I liked all the voice actors. I really liked the animation. I, I thought the story was fine, and the message was not. It wasn't. It didn't make me feel. I don't know. Like it wasn't mean spirited. It was not a mean spirited show. It was just very much like genuine nice it was cartoon you know what i mean and it, in yeah, it world- feels like they really appreciate like especially because they appreciate like you know original looney tunes so much that right. it's like and that's like oh yeah yeah and it's written from a point of view of like just these are characters who are different but they're getting along with one another and mm-hmm. they're facing adversity together and they're learning from one another I'm giving it a four out of five as well. I, I say hey, triple agreement. Triple agreement. Because I, even though it wasn't like, I wouldn't give it a five out of five because it just wasn't like, oh, it was like hysterically funny in that moment. And it was, like, it didn't surpass like the comedy element of like the original where I will literally like laugh and remember verbal, like real subtle jokes of the original. Like the writing was, you know, amazing in the original most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, some not so great. But, um, this was still it was very amusing and I, I had I enjoyed watching it. So I yeah. don't have any major complaints. I, I think this show is perfect for someone that just casually watched the original Tiny Toons that mm-hmm. isn't like because I, I feel like if you didn't like the Tiny Toons at all, you probably didn't like this. Or if you like were obsessed with Tiny Toons because of the subtle changes, you also might not like this. So it's kinda like you have to be you have to be right in the middle. 
The, yeah. I will say the Buster or Bass thing. Or not know thing, anything about Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah, I'm not know anything. Too. And you might like yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say the Buster Babs thing will continue. I will scratch my head on that for the rest of my life. I do not think they <laughs> needed to make them brother and sister on this. They could have made them friends. Like uh, really best friends. Really best platonic. friends. Because it's, yeah, absolutely 100%. Like I, there was some of this uh, – I read some articles on the – on the lead up to this saying, well, they brought them into twins so they're not just going to be, you know, put down. They're not just going to be harnessed to uh, coupling plots or something like that. And I thought to myself, that happened a few times in the original series, but really it didn't happen that often. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't really, most of the time Buster and Babs were just hanging out, introducing segments and going on adventures. It wasn't like, going on dates all the time or anything like that. Yeah. It's just they're they're platonic friends for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I will never understand why they decided to do that. I think that was a stupid – I'll say it right now. It was a stupid thing to do because <laughs> there's going to be – honestly, because there's going to be a lot of people that I think when they heard that, that they probably said, I'm not going to watch the show. It doesn't sound yeah. good. I think it turned people off of the show when it was really like it's a there's good acting – like voice acting, voice, mm-hmm. you know, animation's great. It, Music's fun, you know, like there's, it's engaging episodes. There's a really, I'm just, again, I'll, I'll just say it. It was a dumb decision. I wouldn't have done that, but whatever it's, but once you get past it, once you forget about it and you just move on and just, you just kind of focus on the being more platonic friends than, which I don't, I think this first one, they really are going to focus on the being brother and sister and probably in the next few episodes, it's, I don't think it's going to be as big of a part of the plot in other episodes so i think in mm-hmm. i think it'll just get better uh easier to watch for me forget that one. okay well let's go ahead and get to some contact information kelly where can people find you online i'm on uh x twitter whatever it is um yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s all right nathan um i was on twitter now i'm on x Django ft that's me <laughs> And he was on Twitter. He's I was. I was on the in this episode. He was. He, if you he, if you had messaged me, I would have seen it. So but you didn't. <laughs> you never you know. know. As the listener, you you did not message me. If you looked, if you message him, you might see it on the next episode of the Animated Cast. And as for us, uh, the Animated Cast in general, you can just see us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and. Every YouTube, I'm sorry, every podcast player, I should say. And we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast community as well. So check out RetroZap.com today for amazing articles and podcasts and pop culture info every single day of the week. Well, that'll do it for us. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Was that funny?